0: And now, a message from Pastor Josh Carmody. Running. Some love it. Some absolutely despise it. You may never decide to be in a physical running race. But what if I told you that you are in a race? Right now. New Covenant's race started 34 years ago. Some long-distance runners passed the baton to a fresh set of legs. Today marks the start of something new. I'm passing the baton to you. I'm not running alone. We're running together. We're running with purpose and with passion. We are running to Jesus. We are in a united, relentless pursuit of all that God has for us. We will run. All right.
1: Well, good morning. I'm Josh. I'm uh, one of the pastors here at New Covenant and uh I'm excited that you're all here with us today. If this is your first time at New Covenant, we're going to be talking uh, about this idea of we will run and really laying out the mission and the vision uh, that God has for New Covenant and for our lives. And so if you're visiting us today, I'm fairly confident we're going to be, we're going to be uh, uh, reading some scriptures. So I'm fairly confident you're going to get something out of this. And if this is your home church, uh, I pray that you're excited this morning uh, to see that all that God has in store for us. Um, you know, we're talking about this idea of running, and when you run, you run towards something. And uh, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that over the next, uh, course of course, the next few weeks. And before we do that, I want you to know that there are good things going on right now, that we're running a race that God is doing things right here in our midst all the time. Like what, Josh? Well, I'm glad you asked. For example... We've had over 500 rededications and salvations this year. Isn't that awesome? That's 500 people have gotten. Now that's the unofficial number. Now the, between Celebrate Recovery and on Sunday mornings here in our services, people's hands go up, and it's unofficial number because sometimes people's hands go up four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times, and I just want you to know that once you put that hand up, you're good to go, all right? I want you to know that. But uh, sometimes we get some repeat hands, uh, but I know our, our official, closer to our official, people that sign up, like put on the card that I made a decision to follow Jesus Christ today, uh, year to date, is somewhere around 70 people. And so it doesn't matter if it's 70 or if it's 700 or if it's 7,000, the Bible says that 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 one person who comes to know Jesus Christ, that in heaven there is a party going on, that they rejoice over that one person that comes to know Jesus Christ. And so we are so excited to see that that's happening right here in our midst, each week, every week, that people are coming to know Christ and they're 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 being saved for the first time or rededicating their lives. And I think that's a good thing. We've had 26 baptisms this year, um, which is awesome. And uh, we've dunked people in the water and brought them back up. And uh, they've signified to the rest of us that, hey, I've decided to follow Jesus Christ. And so that's an amazing thing as well. In the summertime, normally summer times, those are known for less attendance. Maybe summertime is known for uh, people put less in the offering. And I want you to know that this last uh, summer that we had, this last week, actually, a week or two ago, we had the biggest offering we've had all year, and it was in the summer. And uh, Melanie said, yep, she's our bookkeeper. She would know. And uh, our online giving in August was the biggest online giving to date that we've ever had um, at New Covenant. And so God is faithful. You guys are generous and faithful to be obedient to his word and uh, giving of your tithes and your offerings. And God is blessing us and blessing you. Our church, in the course of this last year, we've been growing at a rate of 5 to 7 percent. And that is awesome. It's not exponential. It's not out of this world. But you know what? It's steady and consistent, and it's awesome. And so there's some good things going on. Wouldn't you agree with me this morning? There's some good things going on. And so I want to talk this morning about running. I want to talk this morning about where we are going. And I have four questions. Everybody say four questions. I have four questions that I want to answer. And so you'll know. It's like, wow, which question is he on? How much longer are we going to be here? And uh, they don't all take the same amount of time. Okay, spoiler. So it's it's useless to try to figure that one out. Um, so I got four questions, and the first one uh, is this. I mean, you'll see it on the screen. Why are we running? You're going to think to yourself, why, 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 Josh? What's up with all this running stuff, man? Like, I don't like running. Nothing about running excites me. Uh, I'm not a fan of running, period. And that's okay if you fall into that camp. But I want to answer this question, why are we running? We're going to look at a scripture Uh, This morning, and it's in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 to 27. It'll be on the screen. It says this: This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. He says, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training, so they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And so Paul's talking here, and he says, listen, when people go, and he's he's using this race analogy, he's using this run analogy, he's like, when people run, when they're in a race, everybody runs to what? Win. Everybody runs to win. Now, does everybody win? No, as we've learned, there can only be one winner. Everybody else is the loser. I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. But um, and, and so we run to win, right? And he says, I want you to run to win. Run in such a way that you win the prize. So that begs the question, what is winning? What is winning? winning so as a church as new covenant as we run does it mean that winning means that we are just the best church and that we are like the greatest and this is the only place where you can come to know who jesus christ is that's not winning it's not even true and it's not even biblical there's nothing good about what i just said that is not winning that's competition and it has no place in the body of christ but josh you're talking about running i am talking about running you're talking about winning a prize i am talking about winning a prize so who are we beating we're beating nobody well, but I'm supposed to have, I'm a Christian, so I'm supposed to have nicer things and better things and more things than my neighbors who aren't Christians, right? No. Like, I mean, I'm supposed to be, okay, no. So, right, good, no. You guys are on it. <laughs> and you say, but who, who am I racing against? Like, who am I, I, I have to, I mean, it's a race. I'm, I got to win, so who am I beating? Well, here's the thing. You're racing against yourself. As a church, we're, we're, we're running the race that God has set before us us here's the thing if as a church let's just talk about the church if our church new covenant christian church if we try to be like any other church then what would be the point of us even being here because god has a specific purpose and plan in mind for us and he has set a race before us that only we get to run there's 45 other churches in this town and God has placed something in front of them and they are fulfilling the calling and the vision and the race that God has set before them. The same is true in our lives. We say, oh, look at that person or, oh, look at that person or, or as a preacher, I could say, oh, I wish I was like this preacher or that I had the hair like that preacher or I wish I had the <laughs> congregation size of this preacher but they're not my competition. The only competition I have is the man in the mirror. And every day I face that man in the mirror, and I say, God has given you gifts, talents, and abilities. You use them to the best of your ability. I don't know if he's given me one talent, two talents, five talents. And there's a story. He just says, I want you to do well. Do good. Take what you have and be faithful with it. So that, so that at the end of the day, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Not well or done, or you're better than everybody else, or you're this, or you're that, or I'm going to give you a title now. No, well done, good and faithful servant. What does he ask of us? He says, I have given you vision. I have given you dreams. I have given you passion. There is purpose in every single one of your steps. What are you doing with it? Well done, good and faithful servant. There is no other competition we are racing against ourselves. Why? Why? are we running we're running to win an eternal prize we're running running to jesus we're running to live our lives for him to have an eternal you know i've got trophies not trophies i got medals in my i've ran half marathons and marathons and i've ran some stuff in my day and and i've got these trophies or why i keep saying trophies i've got these um medals thank you that hang from my neck that i don't wear because that'd be weird (laughs) but i have them and someday they're going to fall apart and they're going to tarnish and they're going to rust and my kids will get them and they'll be like, what are these? And they're just going to throw them in the garbage. They don't, they don't care. right? That's what the world, we run for things and accolades and prizes. And he's saying, hey, run for an eternal prize, a crown that will last forever. We're running for eternity. We're running to Jesus Christ and all that he has for us. And here's something that I want to make sure that we understand this morning. We're not running away from something, but we're running to something. We're not running away from something. We're not running away from past. We're not running away from hurts. We're not running away from struggles. We are embracing those and where we have been, and we are standing here and we're saying, Jesus, I need you, and we are running after him. You can, here's the thing. I don't know if you've ever tried running, like physically running, but you cannot run forward while you look backwards. Even if you haven't done it before, you can imagine that if you're running, and you're like, huh? what's going to happen? going to fall you're gonna crash you're going to run into somebody you're going to hurt yourself it's not beneficial it doesn't help you move forward and so it's the same thing with our lives we don't look backwards we're not running away from something we are running to jesus christ the author and the finisher of our faith amen so that's why we are running the second question is this where are we running where are we going Where are we running? Where are we going? We are going to Jesus. Amen. Proverbs 29, 18 says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So the scripture is saying if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Blessed. So my hope is in the next few weeks that I can help reveal to us what God has shown to me, what God has shown to the staff, what God has shown to us here at New Covenant. And my hope is that I can explain it to you because this says, this scripture says that if we don't know what God is doing, we stumble all over ourselves. We wander aimlessly through life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wander aimlessly through life. The scripture that I read before says that there is purpose in every single step we take. I want my steps to be purposeful. I want to walk the way God wants me to walk, and I don't want to go off to the right or to the left. So I want to attend to what He is telling me, what He is revealing to me so that I can be blessed. The scripture says when you do what He reveals, you are most blessed. So I want to tell you real quick why New Covenant Christian Church exists. And you've probably heard it, and there it is on the screen. We exist to love God, love others, and impact our world. That's the mission of New Covenant Christian Church, and we're not changing it. There you go. You can all breathe a sigh of relief. That's why we exist, to love God, to love others, and to impact our world. Let's look at a scripture in Matthew 22. It says, teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. But there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. And so from this, we get our mission statement to love God, to love others. And when we do that, we make a difference around us. We impact our world so I need to say this this morning before we move any farther. That is central. That is why New Covenant exists. We exist first and foremost to love God. To love God. Not just on Sunday mornings. Not just on the Sunday mornings when we're free and we don't have something else to distract us and pull away. Every day. That was weak. It's okay. I don't expect you guys to be as excited and amped as I am. I've been thinking about this for a while. I like it. I get it. I'm running. I'm inviting you in with me. I'm inviting you to run alongside of me, but I want you to know that it all starts with love God. We can love him because he first loved us. Our only capacity to love is because Jesus has given us the capacity for love. Because he has so loved us. He has so cared for us. He's given everything to us. And because of that, we can love. But our love is should first and foremost every day be to God. We should wake up in the morning and have a devotion, time of prayer, time of reading the Bible. You say, dude, I'm not a morning person. Like I get out of bed and I like throw myself together and I'm off to work. Okay, how about at night? Okay, I'm a night person. I can do that. Right before you go to bed, maybe you dig into your Bible. You tell God how much you love him. You thank him for all that you've done for him. Why would you do that? Because he's at the center of your heart and everything that we do in our lives. Our thoughts should center yeah. around who God is. We can't run at our full potential if God's not at the center of our lives. He said the first and greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, passion, your prayer, your intelligence. Love God with everything you've got. That is the first commandment. And the greatest commandment. That's basic. That is square one. That is love God. And then the second one is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I understand it can be hard to love yourself sometimes. I understand it can be hard to live with the decisions you've made. But listen, you're not running away from something. You have been forgiven for that. God loves you and he cares about you. And you have a bright future ahead of you. And so we love God And we can love our neighbors as ourselves because God has fully loved us and forgiven us and said, it's okay, I forgive you, run to the future that I have for you. Love God, love others, make a difference around you. Do you think that'll make a difference around you if you spend time with God each and every day? Listen, even if it starts with five minutes, you're like, dude, I gotta be honest, I fall asleep when I start praying. That's okay. What a great way to fall asleep. You're at peace. Like, that's cool. You're not going to get any flack from me. If it lasts, if you last a minute, great. Maybe the next day it'll be two. Maybe three. I don't know. But it'll only get better the more you do it. And so continue each and every day loving God, loving others, and you will make a difference. So that's why the church exists. That's why a new covenant. We, we put it on the, the billboard. We got a new one coming, and it's going to be beautiful. But love God, love others, impact our world. And I want you to know that as a church, that's where we're going. And then you guys show up on Sunday mornings and you sit in our comfortable seats. Aren't they so comfortable? But you're not just here to fill a seat. Like, I'm so glad that you're here and I want you in that seat. But it's more than just that. Did you, do you have a part to play in the mission and the vision that God has for this? You have a part to play that, that what we're running towards. You have a part to play. Let me read it for you. Your part is to be a part While you're here, you're to be a part of a community of people transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll say it again. You're to be a part of a community of people transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. There are two things in there that I want to point out that I've probably never pointed out before, and the first one is this. Community is important. I've said that before. Life happens in community. Life is better together. We talk about, you're like, Josh, why do you talk about community groups so much? Like, I'm so sick of it. Could you just stop? And my answer is no. <laughs> because I feel like that if you are here, then your part is to be engaged in community and that you allow God to transform your life. I'm going to read a scripture out of Genesis 2. You've heard it before. God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper, a companion. That word alone It means isolated. It is not good for you and I to live in isolation. In fact, it's bad. Here, think of it like this. Living in community, good. Living in isolation, you guys are good. (laughs) And that's what he said in Genesis 2.18. It is not good. So if it's not good, it's bad. It is bad for man to be isolated and set apart. And and move away and and away from community. Because the farther you are from community, the more destructive sin is in your life. The farther you are from community, the less accountability you have. And the more destruction comes upon you. So my thought is if isolation is bad. I want to be in community. Listen, if you can't be in a community group, that is fine, and there is no judgment, but find a way to be in community. Serve at the church and find community there. Work outside, when outside and serve in the community and find some people that you can minister to and hang out with and be in community with. Find someone that you can invite over to your house for supper or go out to eat with after church. Find community because life is better together. So we want to be a part of a community of people that are transformed, transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. Let me read a scripture for you, um, it's up there. There it is. It's in Romans twelve. It says, "Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect." Man, isn't that isn't that cool? Let me read it again. You want me to read it again? Okay, I'll read it again. Don't don't copy the behavior, and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We are changed. You and I are changed when we change the way we think. You and I are transformed when we change the way we think. If you don't like something that you're doing, it's coming from your thoughts. So ask God to help you change your thoughts. If you say, Josh, I like living in isolation. Like it's me, myself, and I. It's the Holy Trinity of us, and we're good. (laughs) Like that's all I need. Just the three of me, me, myself, and I. Like we're good. And I get that. Sometimes it's nice to be alone, right? Alicia, if I'm like, I need to be alone for a minute, you know, and, and she understands. Like, just yesterday, I attempted to be alone for a while. My kids were being watched by my parents, and uh, Alicia was uh, with another one, and I didn't really have anything going on. It was a beautiful day. I'm like, I'm going to go disc golfing. And so I went, and I got my bag that has all my little discs in it. Yes, I'm that guy that carries around a bag with a bunch of discs in it. Not sad about it. And I went... <laughs> It's a sun Kiss, They have an 18-hole disc golf course. I'm like, man, this took me like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. It's going to be awesome. It's beautiful out. And I get like six holes in, and I see a guy, and he throws a disc kind of my way, and it's coming my way, and then it goes into the woods, and I saw where it landed, so I waited for him to come by. I'm like, yeah, just say, no, your, wood, your, your uh, disc fell into the like, woods. It's kind of right in there, and there's water in there, so you might want to be careful. And I'm like, so here, let me help you. And So anyway, we are talking, and uh, we find his disc, and he went and got it because it was in the water. So he had to take his shoes and socks off because I'm like, you're on your own, brother. And uh, <laughs> went and got it. And uh, if I had sandals on, I, pro- I would have gone. Okay, fine. But... Um, <laughs> It was his disc. It's like, go fetch your own. No. Uh, so <laughs> if he needed help, I would have helped. Come on. We would have made a human chain, and, and we would have got it. Um, but uh, we were just talking, and he's like, hey, I, I've already done the front nine, but I haven't done the back nine yet, and you're, this is just hole six. I think he was on, like, 10 or 11. He's like, you, can, do you mind if I just, like, jump in with you? And I was like, sure, no problem. Right? I was trying to be alone and just enjoy m- my life and my disc golfing, which I'm not good at, so it's like I'd rather just be by myself. Um <laughs> But, but I was like, you know what? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's, let's do that. And so we talked. His name was Joshua, huh? Coincidence? Absolutely. Um, and so Joshua and Joshua, were out there playing and throwing discs and having a good old time. And, uh, and so it was just cool. That, you know, we exchanged numbers. It's like, hey, if you want to go disc golfing, let me know, and blah, blah, blah. So there you go. We bonded over disc golfing. You've never been? It's a lot of fun. Let me know, and Josh and I will go with you, and it'll be great. <laughs> um, and, uh, and And so it's just it's, sometimes we have to change the way we think, and we want to be alone sometimes, but we have to be okay with the fact that maybe God's saying, but I, I'd rather, I'm encouraging you to do this instead. And it's like, yeah, but I want to do what I want to do. And he says, well, I would encourage you to do this instead. And so I'm going to change the way you think about things so that your life can be transformed. And I know as sure as I'm saying here, all of us, we could use some transformation in our lives. Okay, let me do this. I can use some transformation In my life. I am so thankful that how far God has brought me. But I know, as Pastor Mike has said before, he's not finished with me yet. He's got more to change. Because to be honest, there's still a lot of me thinking going on up there. Like all day, every day. (laughs) And so it constantly needs to be tweaked. And my life needs to be transformed. And that's only going to happen by my thoughts being changed. And so we're a part of a community of people who are transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. How many of you have been transformed by the love of Jesus Christ? Yeah. How many of you recognize and realize and understand that you've got a little more ways to go? So we're all in this. Look at that. That's community right there. We're all in this together. Misery loves company, it says. So we exist to love God, love others, impact our world. We are a part of a community of people transformed by the love of Jesus. And the last little thing that I want to talk about, and we'll talk about it more in the weeks to come. But I want to give you a heads up because I'm really excited about talking about this. Is this we are going into the world? This is what you and I are doing. This is what race we're running. This is what is ahead of us. We are going into the world and making disciples by equipping, commissioning and supporting ordinary people to do the extraordinary work of the gospel. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. We are going into the world. This is the great commission, go and make disciples. What's a disciple? It's a follower of Jesus Christ. We're going to be followers of Jesus Christ who go and help people follow Jesus Christ. We're going to live our lives in such a way that others will want what we have. As a church, I want us to be a people that encourage one another and equip one another, support one another, and send, commission people to go out and as ordinary people to do extraordinary things for God. Because you and I, we're ordinary. We're not that special. I know we don't like to hear it, but it's the truth. We're ordinary people. We have an extraordinary God. And we have something extraordinary on the inside of us. And so as people, it doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you work nine to five or six to six. It doesn't matter if you're currently unemployed or you feel like you're overemployed and you have 14 jobs. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, I want you to know that you have an extraordinary God on the inside of you. And that there are people around you at home and at work. There are people that you meet in this community that need you. That need me. The guy that I was disc golfing with, I don't know what was going on. He was telling me some things. Maybe he needed that connection that day. I don't know. But how are we going to know if we're not open? How are we going to know if we're not available? How are we going to know if we don't go into the world and say, I want to be a follower of Christ who shows people how to follow Christ? And that's what I want us to do, and I'm excited about talking about it, and I can't even talk about it much today because we have two more questions to answer. (laughs) Third question goes like this. What if I'm tired of running? What if I'm tired of... Of running. We're not talking about running away from something, but we're talking about what if I'm just tired of running? Let's read a verse out of Isaiah. It's a well-known scripture. Chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. So what if I am tired of of running this scripture points it out immediately but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength but Josh I'm tired listen you have my permission to stop running the day you die until then you have purpose until then your steps have a reason for happening you are important you run the race until there is no more breath left in your lungs. You continue to run the race. You know, maybe you're sitting here and you say, Josh, I'm just old, man. Like, I've lived a long time. I've been saved longer than you've been alive, man. And I get that, and I appreciate that, and I respect you, and I encourage you to keep on running. Those that wait on the Lord, not might or could or it, it might be a need to will. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. You say, Joshua, I'm young. You know, I haven't, I've been saved for a few years, but I got kids, I got responsibilities, and it's, work is stressing me out, and life is stressing me out, and I just I just can't do it anymore. My encouragement to you is to wait on the Lord. My encouragement is to you is to go way back to where we started. Love God. And stop and say, God, I love God you and I'm going to give time to you and I'm going to stop and I'm going to pause wherever I'm at I'm going to wait on you because I am tired I am beat up I am worn out I am done running I want you to know you are not done running you are not done running you are too important you are too necessary to be done running and here's the thing, I need you. The people that sit around you need you. you say, well, what do I have to offer? I'm in so much pain. I have so many physical problems. I have so many things going on in my life. I can't hardly get out of bed in the morning. My encouragement to you is to wait on the Lord and your strength will be renewed. And it says that you will run and not grow weary. That you'll walk and you won't. Faint. It doesn't matter the physical condition. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. I want you to know that you can run. You know, I ran a marathon once. Probably never going to do it again. (laughs) I got the medal. I'm good. But they always talk about the wall when you're running, like you're going to hit a wall. And what they mean by that is you come to this point where you're running, you're running, you're running, you're running, you're, running, you're thinking to yourself, when's this going to end? And you're running, and you're running, and you're running. And you get to the point where it's like, you know what? I quit. Like, I'm done. Like, stuff hurts that I didn't even know existed. I mean, it's not like I'm going to win anything. They're going to give me a participant. Like, good job. you. Here you go. Put it around your neck. You did something, right? I mean, that's all I'm getting anyway. Like, who would know if I just... Hit the wall and say, you know what? I'm done. I quit. I'm just going to go stand over here with the rest of the audience and just watch the runners go by. "cha, right? I mean, who's going to know? And you hit that wall. And when you hit it, it's like you just want to quit. You just don't even care anymore. You're like, I can't believe I'm putting my body through this, and I paid $100 to do it. Right? That's all going through your head. But then something amazing happens. You feel like this tingling, almost like Superman, I can only imagine. (laughs) And you do. You get like this runner's high. All of a sudden, you're like, I could go on for days. You don't because that'd be ridiculous. But you feel like it for a moment. And you get through that wall, and you know the finish line is ahead. And when you're done, you're like, hey, I did it. I ran the race. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, listen, run the race. we read it in Isaiah, if you... Wait on the Lord. You will renew your strength. And you will run and not grow weary. I want you to know that you are important. You are necessary. And you are needed. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too beat up or physically unable to continue on. You're just simply too awesome. You are important. You are vital. I told you in the video, I'm not running alone. I need people, friends to run with. Because life is better together. So let's take away the excuses of I'm too this or I'm too that. No, you're too awesome. You've been created for a specific reason and you have purpose for your life. So please don't quit. If you're tired, please don't quit. Run harder. Push through it. Push past it. Wait on the Lord. You say, but Josh, I'll just go find a better church. I'll just go find someone who's preaching something that I like a little bit more. Josh, I'm pretty sure that the problem isn't me. I'm pretty sure the problem is the people around me. No, here's the thing. When you're tired, the scripture says, wait on the Lord. It doesn't say find a different church or go somewhere else or go tell people how bad something is or go talk about this person or go... No, it says wait on the Lord. The responsibility for you and I to keep on moving rests on you and I. Please, you are too important. You are too necessary. You are needed. You are valuable. Please don't give up. Please don't quit. So my fourth question is this. Who's with me? It was rhetorical, but thank you. <laughs> who's with me? Now you can clap. I don't care. <laughs> so they're saying, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like this is my first time here, but I'm with you. Maybe it is your first time here. Maybe you've been coming recently, you know, for a little while. Listen, I do not expect everybody today to just jump up and be like, I am 100%. This is what I want to do. I want you to think about it. Listen, I understand that some people in here, you've been saved all your life. Maybe some of you, you don't know who Jesus Christ is. Some of you have been coming for a while. Some of you, this is your first time. I want you to know this is a safe place for you to explore your faith. And while we're having this message today, and you might just want to be like, yeah, I want to join that guy. I don't even know who he is. I forgot his name. I think it was John or Josh or Jeff. I don't remember his name, but I want to join him. Listen, I want you to think about it. I want you to pray about it if you haven't been around. If you've been around for a while and you say, Josh, we've already been running with you. We've already been doing this thing. Like we're ready. We're excited. Let's go. I'm with you. Then hey, we're going to run together. Amen. So what I've got, could you hand me that stuff, Alicia? I've got with you, for you today, a few things. I'd like everybody, if they could, to take a booklet home with them. Whether you've made up your mind that you're going to run with us or not, I want you to take this booklet home. This will explain a lot about New Covenant, the things I talked about, why we exist, our mission statement, uh, just be a, people that are, um, a community of people that are transformed by the love of Jesus Christ, the stuff that I said I want to get to. That's like three pages of this that I didn't have time to get to today. We're going to talk about in the next few weeks. It talks about things that are going on at the church, ways you can get involved, and it's just a good overview Even if you've been coming for a long time, it's a good overview and a good thing to check out and read. There's a couple things on it that I want to point out. Um, Next Saturday night, the 15th, we're going to start a season. I don't know how long it's going to last, but on Saturday nights, we're going to spend time praying together right here at the church. And you can pray alone, you can pray at home, and that's fine, but we're going to pray here. And so if that's something you want to do, 6 o'clock Saturday nights, we'll be here praying. There's something on the back that says, do you have a few minutes to help us out? Uh, We have decided that in talking about the future and and talking about where we are as a church and where we want to go and how we want to end up and the things that God has for us, we'd also like your feedback. We'd also like to know what brought you here or why you stayed here or, or what's going on in the services that you particularly like or what are some things that maybe we're a little weak on. We want you to fill out that survey and take it. And to be honest, if you have the New Covenant app, I would encourage you to download it. It talks about it right here on the front of this. But if you have that app, you go to the home page and right there on top, it says, we want your feedback. And you click that and you can take the survey. It takes 10 or 15 minutes of your time. You can flip through it right on your cell phone. It works perfectly. I tried it this morning to double check and make sure and it's awesome. Mel and dad did a great job getting all that together. And so it works, it's great. And we would very much appreciate your feedback. So as you leave today, Please take one of these, one per family, if you don't mind. I don't know how many I have left, um, but, but take these. I would appreciate it. So if you have said, Josh, I want to run, I want to run with you, I have something here in my hand. You saw it in the video. You see them hanging behind me. It's a baton. It's a race baton. The Connect team members are bringing up some buckets. You guys can just set those right there for me. Thank you, Stan. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Andy. Give it up for these guys. So he said, Josh, like, I hear what you're saying today, and I'm excited, and I'm pumped, and I'm ready to run. And here's the thing. You saw at the beginning of the video, Pastor Mike and Janice handed me a baton. It was 20 months ago already, almost two years in January. And uh, yeah, isn't that all? time flies when you're having fun. And uh, they handed that to me 20 months ago. And, and I've been running, and, and here's the cool thing, and I didn't mention it earlier, but when I talk about, you know, if you're, you're running and not growing faint, here's some people that have been running, you know, pastoring this church for 33 years, and they're still running alongside me, yeah. right? Yeah. And we don't give up. We just keep running. And so they handed the baton to me, and I took the baton, and I took off, and I started running, and they're running with me. And today I want to invite anybody that wants to, to run with us. Anybody that wants to, that says, you know what, I have been tired. I have been grown. like, I'm only like 47, but man, I've been saved for like 30 years, and I've just been tired, or whatever age and however long. But you get the idea. <laughs> you say, but today I'm ready to run. You say, man, I've had all these physical conditions, and it, it eats up so much of my time and so much, and it's like, but I'm ready to run. I'm ready to give that to God. I'm not going to let that be a hindrance or an excuse any longer. I'm done with that. I am going to run the race that is set before me. So whatever it is for you, I don't know, but if you are ready to run today, you say, Josh, I want to run with you. I want to come alongside what's going on right here at this place at this time, and I want to run. I want to take a baton. I want to give you a baton and pass it to you, and I want you to run with us. And so today, if you say, yes, that is me, then in a moment I'm going to have you come up and grab a baton. Now listen, there will be some who will stay in their seats, and there is no judgment for that. Thank you for the amens. I didn't get any in first service. I got a bunch in here. There is no judgment. (laughs) Not because they were judgmental. They just didn't think about it. But I said, isn't that that right? They said, amen. Sorry, first service. (laughs) There's no judgment. There's nobody going to ask you. When you take a baton, we're not going to like want your name and number and be like, you better, nothing. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. This isn't a hype thing. This isn't a, I just want one of those shiny batons. It's not. I want you to know, yes, we are ready to run. I am ready to run. And if you're not, that's okay. We're going to be talking about this for a month. You have some time to change your mind. <laughs> or at least think about it. I'll have batons every week. And if you want one, you know where to find them. So if you're not sure about it today, and you say, I just don't know yet, well, I'm going to think about it. Well, this is a safe place for you to think about that. So today, with all of that being said, if you today you say, Josh, I'm with you, man. I want to run the race that God has set before me. I want to run the race side by side with you and the staff and, and the pastors and everybody here at New Covenant. I want to run with you guys to what God has for us. If that's you, would you just come on up and I want to give you guys a baton.
0: For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 5th Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa. 50501 or you can call us at 515-955-6222